Well, I really don't know <clears throat> what this podcast is about. Why do I hold my phone when I have a microphone on? <laughs> you know, that's just like the same thing being married for so long. My mom asked me a couple of years ago, or less than that, she was all, because <clears throat> I refer to my husband as daddy, and he calls me mama. So mom recently asked me, she saw, why do you call him daddy? I was just wondering. And I told her, I said, well, we've raised three kids all over, all up to the age of 18, 119. And during that time, when they're, you know, seven, eight, five, you know, and they're at different ages, but they all still refer to me as mommy or mama. Because you just don't say, go take it to Jennifer for her to sign. Uh, we know to, we need to get uh, your mom Jennifer's approval. I mean, it was never mama and Jennifer in the same sentence ever. <laughs> in fact, my family never said my name to, for all three of my kids' uh, upbringing. So, and I always say to the kids, you know, I used to say, um, you better go tell daddy, you know, then... You know, just the every daily run of everybody's life. You know, the kid wants to go out and play. Well, you better ask your daddy, you know, or go ask dad or go ask daddy. So it was always usually more than not daddy because we just got, we didn't want to start changing the formats because then the kids would be like, you know, trying to get retrained in the middle of learning life. So we just both mutually agreed that, you know, we would just, um, just go back, you know, to the regular, um, daddy because it was too hard to you know because you're looking at your kid and you're equated with your you know your right hand person you know your mate so I mean it's constantly daddy this daddy that mama this mommy this so anyways I told mom that's why I am I, I still call my husband daddy and um, the other day I called him by his first name and I was just like so and so something Robert and it felt so weird it felt so formal I mean I was just it was more formal and um alien to me than calling him daddy because that was his title you know so yeah um it was a trip that just happened the other day because I you know I get it everybody thinks or a lot of people think that when we go out together they think that he's my dad um, one time it was my grandpa <laughs> and uh, you know I used to kind of like get peeved at people thinking why do why do people try to be so intrusive you know they just talk without surmising the situation or you know I mean it's crazy no one everybody just walks now in life with their eyes wide shut it's crazy you know and um personally i think those types of individuals are uh you know prey to you know the predators because they're um they're like a sitting duck you know they're really easy to spot and see there's no love with them they don't understand forgiveness which is cool because not everyone does they don't understand um, forthcoming of truthness and thought. And they just kind of, it goes a long way. Still waters run deep. Isn't that a lame saying? <laughs> oh my God, I hate that saying. <laughs> 
freak, man. I was on one of my spirit apps one time, and um, one of the predictions was still waters run deep. Then at first when I heard it, I'm thinking, oh, wow. That's like an old school saying. I haven't heard that saying since my elders in church said it in the 70s. <laughs> you know? And so um, I was tripping out, right? So then, <clears throat> like, within the next week, I go to someone's house, and they say the same thing to me. Exact same thing. Out of the blue. You know, as if they knew what that meant or something. <laughs> you know? And, and so, I mean, I was just sitting there, and all of a sudden, still waters run deep. You know, and I kind of looked at her like, is that a threat? <laughs> So, oh my God, my husband's calling right in the middle of my podcast, but he knows. A-D-D-D-D. Do. A do. Remember that commercial in the 70s for that plumber? Dude, I thought that plumber was so hot. The A-D-D-D-O guy? Freak. That old man was built. He was cut. He um, had beautiful hair. He still took care of it being as old as he was. He had a perfect nose profile and deep set eyes and just thick, thick eyebrows. I mean, and he was totally tan. And it's just like every uh, disguise he would put on throughout his little, you know, gay commercials, he would still look so hot under the clown nose, you know, the chick's wig or... um. <laughs> You know, the clown wig and um, the chicks, I mean, the big nose and the um, the black frame sunglasses. You know, it's like, dude, I used to think when I was a little kid, you can't make yourself look ugly. You know, you just can't. What are you trying to do? <laughs> I mean, that dude was so hot to me. And that old man was cute. Very handsome. And then I noticed later on in his uh, commercials as he started to... Um, get more business. He started wearing his shirts super tight, and um, he started to roll this the short sleeves up. They were already short. He already had muscles, but now he was starting to roll the sleeves up. You know, the clothes are getting too tight, and now now you're really trying. You know what I'm saying? That's not that's not handsome to me. That's not appealing. That's not attractive to me. In any form, shape, or way, on every level and platform, you know, and field, you could actually fathom. <laughs> you know, I kind of like what you know. I, I kind of like what the opposite sex says in um, in regards to this same issue. I've heard so many men. I mean, it's just been overwhelming. All say the same thing. They like a woman with class. I mean. I get it, you guys, you know, people got to go out sometimes, das cool, but as long as you don't make it a habit and you don't screw anybody's life up, you don't hurt yourself, you don't bring home anything, you don't neglect any part of your life, and you can actually, you know, handle it like that, then yeah, by all means, but first and foremost, safety first, always wear protection, always get birth control, because it's always the one time that you did it. And you thought it wouldn't happen. It's the lamest freaking excuse and lie we can tell ourselves. You know? I mean, that's how we get unwanted children on this earth. You know? I mean, the majority of people that are born, no, none of them were planned. You know? I mean, 
And I guarantee if they were planned on the first one, they didn't plan on the other ones. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's a lot of work. So I think that utter denial in the face of adversity in terms of what we're talking about is absolutely crazy because if you can deny yourself protection seriously and have that much respect for your future and for any babies that are going to be born if you can actually deny all that then whoa no wonder we have the problems you know um universally with human beings and how they're treated because they weren't wanted or asked for or they were an accident or mistake um their whole life pretty much reflects it people right you know i mean it sucks so so these kids get here and now they're just a thorn in the sides of people who didn't want them because they're constantly reminded of that one fateful awful night and the reason why it's awful is because that person was definitely not ready to grow up but they're you know too immature to actually admit it or too proud you know so it's like dude if you didn't have all that pride and immaturity when this was transfolding in your life then you sure as heck don't need another one <laughs> and another one and another one you know it's crazy that's what i'm referring to is we need to stop you know this um abusive cycle this perpetual pain you know generation after generation after generation after generation growing up completely mentally and physically and emotionally discombobulated all the time it's just not fair there's a lot of people that self uh, self medicate in this country and other countries and even foreign countries third world countries and it's all the same it's all on the same level it's called self medicating and i mean at this point there's nothing left for them to lose right because not only are they living double sided they're living in the family life and then they're going out and get high to deal with their screwed up home life and this is not even talking about the kids you know this is not even 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 bringing them into the equation oh we haven't gotten to the children yet how huh? you know they are the recipients of this you know awful energy that everyone refuses to deny everyone refuses refuses to work on it everyone says they're too busy everyone says it's too much work you know mental illness when they start to hurt each other or themselves excuse me or their siblings and or they you start to see small um mutilated animals or dead animals around the house that's it's already really gotten in a pretty far pretty far serious condition you know um because it's you know it's murder and and they're getting off on it and you know they they think it's owed to them it's just it sucks you know i'll tell you what was owed to any type of person that was a serial killer is that um i've never ever seen a serial killer, serial killer profile and i don't care what all they can say but i guarantee it i've never seen a serial killer profile that was completely stat free of any type of hardcore situation that was perpetrated on them when they were young i guarantee you know they all show on all these tv police shows you know um serial killer um appeared to have a great life as a upper middle class citizen you know in you know michigan 
back in the 40s. You know, they they talk about, they show Christmas pictures and all the presents under the tree. They show a little rich white kid, you know, running around all happy and playful. That's crazy because, you know, I was kind of like a, and I'm proud of it, I'll say it. (laughs) I was a helicopter mom over my kids. What that means is I was hovering over them all the time, side to side, you know. I was just, I was there. You know, I, I was on it. I was on that, you know, focused path of security for my children to take a safe journey in this super effed up hard world. <clears throat> Anyways, um, I was a helicopter mom to my children, and I totally think it's okay. A lot of people say, God, you need to let your kids breathe, yada, yada. I'm telling you right now, when you let your kids breathe, they're not breathing, they're suffocating. Because there's another predator looking for them. And it makes them, honestly, it makes little kids freaking scared when people try to make their kids grow up so soon or be tough, you know. I understand that was perpetrated, you know, amongst some of us. But I'm just saying, like I said earlier, when does it stop? It just needs to stop and it's globally, you know. So don't feel bad, Americans, you know. So it's it's everywhere. It's You know, it's completely native to uh to human hearts right now so sad (laughs) well anyways i'm like i said i didn't know what i was going to talk about and um so here we are again hala so the picture the podcast art on this one is so killer it's a glow-in-the-dark little skeleton um, holding on or touching the black light. <laughs> and then there's a super ultra, super neon, orangish pink fan made behind the black light. So it glows super killer. And the fan has some amazing art on it. And guess what? I got it at the dollar store. I mean, I've always, I've always been intrigued with this fan. Always. Since the first day I saw it in the store. The only thing that had that gave me reservations upon purchasing it was that it was like all hard plastic so that means when i whip it open and close it it makes super loud it sounds like a deck of dominoes was dropped on the floor in a wooden case it's like that loud but it's loud and um but i knew the detail in the art was like amazing fascinating because i had these beautiful beautiful roses that are um mainly from the region of london england they're just so lovely they look like they look like a a petticoat back in the 1800s but they look like they're from a nice establishment petticoat type of quality it has so much detail and these fluffy drooping pale pink roses on the fan right so anyways <laughs> um, the reason why I'm telling you all of this is because wait for it <laughs> I'm joking wait for what <laughs> what am I gonna do throw my pot pipe across the room <laughs> pew <laughs> no I'm joking um, I'm not a sacrilege so anyways the, oh check it out so tonight is the very first time I have put this fan pronto dead center in front of my black light and whilst I was sitting here kicking it all the lights off in my house and um I was looking at the fan I'm all holy 
is that little Miss Bo Peep from the American Fairy Tales? I'm all like, no way. She's got the really big, beautiful bonnet. You know, you can't. She's dressed like a pilgrim. It's like an original painting of folklore art from. You know, I mean, I don't even know how they preserved it and made it into some type of a tattoo via my fan, right? Okay, so check it out. So with the um, with the black light on this fan, I see a butterfly. Oh my god, it looks like an ostrich or a um, we call those kick-ass birds, those sexy birds, the peacock. Yeah. And then, I mean, I can't even begin. I'm not even gonna tell you guys what the other parts look like because it's gonna sound like maybe I dropped some acid, you know, and I haven't. <laughs> it's it's just that amazing, amazing of art. That's why. Oh man, it's bitching. I'm just still fine. There's a dragon head on it. What? <laughs> um, where's I gonna take us something? But I just um. Well, I just found this out tonight because. I put it in front of the black lights. You know what? Um, that's one of my main things I love to do in life. Is I really love deciphering stuff like that. So, like, you know, anytime I get something new, <laughs> my first thought in my head, seriously, is uh, how will this look under the black light? Oh, you know, it's just gonna look good under the black light because. I am such a, um, you know, um, killer, kick-ass, you know, neon darkness type chick that it's like, if I'm not breathing oxygen, I'm thinking about ultra light, ultraviolet rays, you know, it's bitching to me. I just love it. You can have so much fun and you can really decode a lot of bitching things. I mean, I found some pretty gnarly stuff under black lights before people and it would blow your mind. Yeah, you know, um, like, did you know that if you took a Newport Red 100 cigarette and put it in front of a black light, that it actually shows up with type of Hawaiian details on it? Like, it'll look like it's um, oh, the cut, it'll the color will come up as um, like a a regular orange color. It's real detailed. It's got veins on the cigarette on the out on the outer paper, different designs, and super ornate. It's like way ornamental. It's it's just super killer. And I, you know what? Because sometimes I I get a piece of property or what have you, right? Sometimes if the the vibration or the object or the sense and the hearing and the feeling that I get when I hold an object. If it's not totally good, believe you me, that thing's. Sorry, <laughs> I drank some wine. <laughs> it was alcohol burp. So, anyways, believe you me, that object would be going under scrutiny, and then scrutiny. <laughs> you know, the object would be screaming mutiny on the bounty, <laughs> mayday, mayday. You know, seriously, you don't want to get put put through the rigor morale of me having to siphon. Bad things out because I just I won't you know it's like going to the worst tax tax auditor on the planet. That's the last mofo you want to go to because it's like you might as well just say death. <laughs> you know, no honor. <laughs> yeah. So 
yeah I mean anyways so I felt some neg energy you know right with some of my stuff in so that's why it now actually has to pass the scrutiny of the black light karma you know for lack of a more respectful phrase you know the black light never hides anything that's kind of like what they say about DNA and, and science and murders and crimes they say the DNA doesn't lie okay I am going to say the black light doesn't lie you know it's just man, I mean it can give you completely different pictures and setups and weird stuff in there that you're just like well, like right tonight you know I've been an avid lover of the art of uh, black you know rainbows I, I call them black rainbows because that's what I really do I just put together you know a fancy a fanciful handful of textures and lights and motion or setup you know to make me like ooh and ah the whole time <laughs> that's right the whole time you know because life is too short to me and it's filled with hate from everyone around me that um you know dadgummit I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna make this square and fair for once and so you know it's really important to me that when I go to do something in a creative process type setting then I better make everything blam double blam bing bong totally right because I mean if you want a good story then I know I've got to be in pretty good form and I have to have good spirits and a good mood positive you know shining within me I mean nothing less it's like well okay I can't say that ladies and gentlemen she would like to retract that last statement from the record it will now be barred okay well I know I just made a podcast earlier today <laughs> and uh, I was talking about you know the decimation of my marriage and um so that just occurred to me you know one of my daughters always told me mama you know what the military would never let you count the missiles what <laughs> You know I found that to be a bit obtrusive you know and offending and uh, offensive excuse me oh, I just wanted to wring her neck when she said that because I'm thinking shh, shh, don't say that so loud <laughs> you know I mean because it was just like putting you on blast about what an asshole you were you know what I'm saying that's all I'm taking it you know <laughs> so anyway my uh, my artwork on my fan is definitely going to be put through um, another battery of tests you know because and now then I'll have to track down the designer you know there's actually another product in my home right now that I'm going to actually try to uh, get in touch with because sometimes you just it's well not sometimes all of the time it is so difficult to find any form of really super killer art right it either has to come in the form of a tattoo nowadays or you have to see it on the news <laughs> what gives you know it's really hard to find hidden meanings and messages also in art and you have to be quite the artist or screen printer uh, to actually realize what is going to set 
on plastic. On, this is on a plastic fan. That the details and the strength of the the color, the the lines are just so intricate. That this fan is so old. I got this fan like ten,、uh, fifteen years ago, and the art on it is pristine. I've used the heck out of it. I've thrown it on the floor. It's been at the beach or whatever. I know I've been church. It was just used all the time. I've dropped it in water. You know, <clears throat> sometimes it, is, it wasn't stored properly. Be under the car. I mean, inside, tucked under the seat in one of our cars, all full of dirt. That's what I'm saying about this this artwork. You know, you don't normally see, you know, such good high standard quality、um, paint like that anymore. I mean, never. Show me, right? That's what I'm telling everyone. Show me because、uh, the only type of quality, well, the regular printing standard for the industry and art back in the '40s, it was absolute. Perfection, you know. And、uh, what was super cool with the gentlemen and the artists and ladies in the the 40s is that, you know, not only did they get to play with the real deal in, in the form of, you know, master liquid and、um, you know super hard, dense, thick colors with the real materials and chemicals to actually make that component up. It's just you, know, you can't get away with any of that shit now. You know what I'm saying? Can't have that. Can't have that. You know what I mean? And it doesn't even smell like real paint, like oldies. I mean, when somebody painted a house, you knew that、um, it was high time for massive respect because that paint was so hard to work with. <laughs> Seriously, if you didn't stir it up like this, it would do that. If you didn't、um, use a proper brush, paintbrush, then it, it'll come out like this. If you don't stroke it like that, even with the roller, you know the old days paint. It was just, it was just really super glorified, pretty cement. <laughs> that paint, it was glory because, well, for instance, this fan is 15 years old. I, I treated it like, you know, I was treated when I was a kid. I didn't have that much respect for it because it was plastic and loud, you know. And I just, I am so utterly affected by this because this art is absolutely pristine. You know, and I hope I didn't miss out on a killer person. I hope I get to find out.、Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, I'll find out. Might it might not be what I like, but <laughs> I'll find out, right? That is just one of the diversities I work with. <laughs> Anyways, I've got so so much homework to do today. It's insane. There's a bunch of apps.、Um, oh, look at my skeleton! It's so cool. Do you need a name for him? Huh? I don't know. <laughs> Do you know what song keeps popping in my head when I keep looking at my little skeleton baby? That song from the '80s, and I know there's not a lot of people that are gonna know, but I mean, for most folk here in the states,、um, remember that song? You're too shy, shy, hush, hush, how you are. You're too. Remember? Anyways, that song was so sexy. I mean, I was a little kid. Well, I was like maybe 14 or 15, maybe. 
and um, when that one came out, um, I mean, that's just one of the times I wish I didn't stay virgin. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> hey, Skeleton, he totally identifies. <laughs> that's why he's a skeleton because he got an STD and turned into a skeletor. <laughs> so um, I guess I am just going to um, clear the last thought out and um, say, "Sayonara." <laughs>